Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From the FT in London, this is Hard Currency. I'm Katie Martin and joining me is Simon Derrick from BMY Mellon. Hi, Simon. Hi, Katie. We're just going to have a chat, right, about what's been going on in the markets this week. And for sterling, the answer appears to be the best part of nothing, even though the Brexit negotiations appear to be going right to the wire. I mean, is this a case of the market facing an incredibly binary outcome and not knowing which way to jump? Well, I mean, there is an argument it's rabbit in the headlines. But I think you've got to put the moves this week or lack of moves this week in context. I mean, frankly, go back 15 months ago and Sterling fell 10 cents overnight on nothing. Uh, the Brexit night when we had, what was it, 15 big figures in, in a matter of hours. Oh, I got too cross-eyed that night. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what it was. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. And frankly, what happened this week was absolutely nothing at all. Now, I, I think it's important to remember that Sterling historically, actually, he tends to be perfectly calm during periods of coalition governments, governments that are supported by supply and confidence agreements as we are right now. And in fairness, even minority governments, it may just be that investors prefer a government that could do nothing at all rather than taking dramatic action. Um, the problem is that right now with the state of the negotiations, any number of different things could potentially emerge. And or they could in the circumstance, lead Sterling in lots of very, very different paths. Um, I think the interesting, one of the interesting ones there is if there's a failure to put together a deal for the DUP, do you end up with another election? Well, I don't know if you saw the quote in The Sun today. There was a source from the DUP. There was a, a DUP source in, in The Sun who was saying, you know, the other side of the negotiation seems to be waiting for us to blink and we've cut off our eyelids. I mean, the DUP are good at this stuff. Mm. What if we get nowhere? What if we do get to the point where we have the European Council meeting next week and, and we're just nowhere near coming up with a deal? Do we start pricing in a super hard Brexit? I think what you start pricing in is the fact that companies can't wait any longer to actually come up with a decision about what they're going to do. There's plenty, plenty of firms out there that have publicly stated that they've got a, a time limit to tell them how long they can wait, which is basically March. So the closer we get to March with no decision at all, the more likely it is that people will prepare for the worst. And that preparing for the worst will obviously be making taking into account the eventuality, possible eventuality of a hard Brexit. And if that's the case, it's probably fair to state that Sterling does come under pressure. How do we square that against the fact that over the course of this year, sterling is one of the best performing currencies in the world? Well, because this has been a year when absolutely nobody cared about risk. The only thing anybody <laughs> cared about this year was was about yield. And in fairness, I mean, moving on from sterling, that's been more broadly the story. I mean, look at the lack of any reaction whatsoever to you know, the, the the nuclear testing, the missile testing out in the in the Korean Peninsula and over the Sea of Japan. Think about the lack of reaction to anything that's been taking place in the Gulf. Markets responded actually, ironically, more to things like tweets from Donald Trump than anything else. But this has been a world which I'd argue has been driven by that search for yield. 
and it kind of tends to be self-reinforcing and it tends to lead to bubble markets. And that's kind of what it feels right now, which in fairness is exactly what the BIS is warning. And that that just seems to be a bulldozer, right? The, the, the markets are just kind of ploughing through whatever geopolitical risk the world can throw at us. You know, the, the news about Jerusalem this week yeah. has done nothing. And there was some intriguing analysis from Goldman Sachs earlier this week that was saying that every time North Korea launches a missile, the market does nothing. Every time Donald Trump tweets about North Korea launching a missile, the market does something. Not very much, but at least something. We are living through times that are incredibly difficult to trade. Like all the textbooks have gone out the window, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely correct. Because if you look at the responses over the course of the the last 12 months, and even compare it to what was happening in 2013 – when we, we we had comparable issues on nuclear testing and missile testing in North Korea, markets were actually nothing compared to what was happening then. So you've got to ask yourself, what's different between now and five years ago, four years ago? And there's only one thing that's really changed, and that is the fact we've introduced negative deposit rates in half of GAs. Mm. And that that forcing investors to search for yield come what may is the key. And if you're looking for another example of that playing itself out, just think about how the correlations in the foreign exchange markets changed this year. We started with everybody's benchmark was the two-year yield differential. As you went on, it moved to the five-year and then the 10-year as people moved further out along the curve to search for any kind of meaningful yield. That's pretty extraordinary in a world where most people do the rollovers once every three or six months. Mm, mm. Now, thinking about you know those kinds of almost technical patterns in the market, what kind of seasonality, if any, is there at play in Eurodollar at the moment? Because there's some suggestion that, you know, Eurodollar is, you know, weakening a little over the course of this month. You can construct an argument that it shouldn't be. Is this a December thing? Is this like a, a Santa rally for the dollar or something? I think part of the problem is, is you've had three very similar Decembers. You had an ECB that was likely to do something in the previous two Decembers. Uh, in terms of easing, you had a you had a, a Fed that was getting raised to high, tight rates. So in each and every case, you had the move. Mm-hmm. And actually, you also had a, a bout of unrest, not last year, but the previous two Decembers, because you had concerns about China and you had concerns about oil as well. So you could make an argument that it's probably more to do with when certain things happen. Mm. OPEC meetings, (laughs) Fed meetings and ECB meetings going into the end of the year. Um, That, I think there's a degree to that. But I think actually, if you're really looking at where the dollar started to rally over the last few weeks, well, it was after the tax bill went through. So let's be fair, that's hardly a seasonal issue. That's quite specific to this year. Maybe last year, because we were talking about the aftermath of that speech on the morning after the presidential election, mm. was the promise of spending. But I think that that's more that that's happenstance rather than a seasonal issue. But right. it's interesting how it plays through because here we are. We've got we've got higher equity markets at least until the last few days in the U.S. We had higher yields. We've had a higher dollar elsewhere. You'd have argued it actually looked risk off. Well, yeah. Um, what signs are there that the market has a kind of nervous tinge about it when you do have sky high stock valuations? The yen is behaving strangely, for example, in this situation, right? I think the yen's behaving very oddly. But to me, I look at what's happening in dollar yen. I look at what's happening in commodities. 
And to me, they look like a pure dollar story. It's about dollar yields being higher and forcing, uh, you know, forcing the the, the yen uh, to weaken along with it. The oddity is that other markets are sending some rather more negative signals. I mean, I, I think if you look outside of the US, you particularly look at Asian equity markets over the course of the, the, the last week and a half, mm. you wouldn't argue that looks good. No, they've been looking very shaky. Yeah, and now over the course of the last couple of days, you suddenly had US equity markets start to turn over, and all of a sudden, it looks more generally risk-off. I mean, I think if you look at where the oil price is right now, you've suddenly been testing the lows for the last month. You look at the CRB, that's under pressure. A lot of mm. the other things, I think wheat prices are at the lows of the year. There's lots of things out there that if people are stand back for a second, would go, that looks like a market that's ending the year in a far more cautious way than Australian it has. Australian dollar. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Or Canadian dollar is another great yeah. example. And so I'm, I'm I'm starting to think maybe we have another one of those December Januarys, you know, where, Not again. <laughs> yeah, where for example, you know, two years ago was a great example. December 2014, January 2015 was another great example. Where suddenly we massively risk off for the Fed reassessing what it's going to do during the course of the year. So for the moment, it feels like a dollar bullish market. I mean, no question about that. But if this goes risk off. Mm. which kind of feels it could do. Could you imagine the yen flipping and starting to strengthen quite markedly? Yeah, actually, I think you could. Mm. You were talking a little minute ago about this kind of wall of liquidity that's been warping markets. A lot of the big central banks are guiding markets pretty clearly to say, we're not comfortable with this and we're going to start bumping up rates. Maybe not aggressively, maybe not super soon, but it's going to happen. We're even getting a few noises about this from the Bank of Japan. I mean, to what extent do you think, you know, that game is up? I think that one of the really interesting secondary trends over the course of the last the last four months is exactly that, central banks and supranationals warning. IMF has warned, Christine Lagarde's warned about it quite clearly. BIS has made its feelings absolutely unambiguous. Um, Wolfgang Schäuble, who's probably more depressing than I am on these matters, has made his feelings clear about it. And one of the most interesting of all was a few weeks ago when Mr. Kuroda from the Bank of Japan said that he actually thought that we were creating a situation of um, using monetary policy, creating a reach for yield. Governor of the Bank of Japan actually talking about that risk. Wow, that is pretty spectacular. So is there a realisation that maybe monetary policy has been too easy for too long? And yeah, I think there is. But your problem is, is how you tighten in a meaningful fashion when you're already eight and a bit years into an astonishing bull market. Well, we're going to have to see, right? Very quickly... I can't let you leave without talking about Bitcoin. Everyone's favourite thing that's not really a currency, or is it? Nobody really knows. Is this going to go splat or are we, you know, can the markets remain irrational for longer than they can be solvent or the other way around? So this is probably the biggest, most rapid rally I've ever seen in anything. I mean, 50% in four days is pretty spectacular. It's not bad. And certainly makes the dot-com bubbles or the Nikkei bubble back in you know, 20, 30 years ago look like nothing. You've probably got to go back 200, 300 years to find primary examples. So is it a bubble? Yeah, we all know it's a bubble. We all recognise the price action. So the question is not whether it goes spat, but how much fallout is there from it to the rest of the world? Um, and it seems to be a bit of a buyer beware market, right? So yeah. It's not clear that there's any systemic risks. Yeah. I mean, my tendency is to think that 
people will innately take it as being a risk off when it finally goes and we'll find out the full extent of it. But you strongly suspect this is a retail story rather than mm. anything else. So I'm wondering whether you, you view it as being akin to a stock market collapse when you see it in a secondary or tertiary market and everybody pulls back, but the, the ripple effects are relatively limited. It's kind of fascinating to live through the experiment, right? Yeah, indeed, especially when you don't even know what yes. it is and especially in the first place. Especially when it's not your money. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> that's it for this week. Do keep up to date at ft.com slash markets. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag-and-drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Go to shopify.com slash listen to take your business to the next level today. 